Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1999, the walls of hell cracked, and fallen angels condemned to an eternity in the abyss were suddenly able to flee. With no choice but to come to terms with the decaying remnants of the paradise they helped create, these escaped fallen must now decide whether they will rebuild their masterpiece or burn it to a cinder. Hello and welcome to Demon the Fallen Fragments, a Demon the Fallen game set in Rochester, New York in the year 2001. This story features the character of Azoth, played by Tillman, Erichel, played by Rebecca, Brawlman, played by Adam, and Abathar, played by Slavic. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. When we last left the player characters, they were standing on a street outside of the Times Square building in Rochester, New York, having just been encountered with some apparent mages. And that is where we will resume. As everyone is standing out there, a cab pulls up. A young lady leans out the window and yells for Lauren, who is played by Adam, who is not available today. The young woman leans out and says, Lauren, Lauren, haven't you heard? Lauren looks a little confused. Heard what? Oh my God, your neighbor, that guy in the band, he got stabbed. What? Yeah, we're going to the hospital right now. Get in the cab. Uh, okay. Lauren turns to the rest of you and says, I will catch up with you guys as soon as I can. And she hops in the cab, leaving the three of you on the street side. As you may recall, you were uh, you're getting ready to go over to the homeless camp. Esme will shockingly look at Lauren, just or leave, confused, opens up her notebook and writes in, humans are squishy. Shall we continue? I think we shall. Uh... She will rejoin us, so I guess we should. I hope she can find us wherever we are going, but I mean, our goal is very clear right now. Then let's go and not waste time. Tillman and Slavic, can you guys give me a wits plus intuition roll? Difficulty? We'll do seven. Both of you have a very bad feeling about what just happened. What a strange occurrence. This day truly has many strange occurrences. Honestly, um, this encounter here has me more worried. What exactly were you talking about when you were uh, held captive by by these um... beings? Yes. Well, I'm sure they were people, humans, just different, you know? Um, Different in what way? Like they had a a spark of the divine or something to them. Not like the other humans we see around. Hmm. I wasn't aware humans could have the spark. They remind me of how they used to be instead of how they are now. Interesting. Truly, very interesting. I hadn't considered that. Terrifying is more likely. Well, imagine a human with the powers of, well, us, but not like we're now, but how we used to be. And, well, 
I don't know. Isn't that terrifying to you, Araquiel? Possibly. I'd have to do more research. Um, if anything, it's more unfortunate that they're not being guided. Things to ponder, but let's continue on to the homeless camp for now. Right, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll all go into Oliver's car, I suppose. Did I bring my car? <laughs> I guess we can do that. Oh, okay. Uh, then I guess Esmeis. I honestly don't remember, but I do remember being the one driving. You guys pile into uh, Esme's car. You go back down past the barbecue joint, and you're driving along South Avenue. And eventually on the right-hand side, you see a chain-link fence with boards of wood, cardboard boxes, sort of blocking the view from the street. There's a small parking area that looks like it may have been a, a, a decrepit business. It kind of looks like this is the place. You start to see like the occasional hint of a tent. There's a guy washing some clothing in a blue bucket. Esme will park the car on the street and proceed to wa- start walking into the homeless camp. I don't remember if we're bringing the barbecue with us. I very much enjoy this picture. Um, three uh, mismatched people. Um, all of us dressed expensively, but not well. And they walk into a homeless camp with tons of barbecue leftovers. Yeah. Totally un- unaware of the like uh, awkwardness of the situation. You're, it's partially underneath a highway overpass. But you can see the chain link fence. Looks like there's a couple of tents considerably depopulated from where it was um, in 2001. You park along the side of the side road, off the road entirely, and there's a break in the fence back towards the overpass. You walk in and you're in this semi-bustling homeless camp. People are getting out, they're doing their thing, rearranging their belongings, hanging out, talking. There's a metal barrel with a fire in it going. Some people are cooking stuff over the barrel. There's a few smaller campfires going. No one is particularly happy to see you, but everyone notices the food that you're carrying. One particular gentleman, he's maybe about five and a half feet tall, older, African-American, bald, bushy gray beard, gray eyebrows, wearing some old sports clothing. You're not quite sure what team it was, but there's definitely a jersey on top of a sweatshirt, a torn and muddied baseball cap on top of a beanie to keep his head warm. It is January. Looks like he's got a pair of old work pants on top of a pair of sweatpants, beaten, tattered sneakers. He's just staring at you hard as you walk in. Hey, what are you doing here? Standing. Lily looks at him very quizzically. You ain't belong here. Well, that's very harsh of you. Are you hungry? What do you think? Probably. Yeah, I'm hungry. Well, if you help us find someone, all of this food could be yours. Yeah, who are you looking for? I'm looking for Claire Phillips. And when you say that name, he just gets real quiet and walks off. It was Claire Phillips, okay? Uh, hey, I don't I don't think he knows her. I, I don't think he knows where she is. I think he's just being difficult. You know, maybe he's trying to get more food out of us. Esme will actually look at the rest of the people in the homeless camp 
we're not being quiet. So what's kind of everybody else's response to all of this? A lot of them are looking down at their feet or whatever they're holding and they're kind of shuffling uncomfortably, at least the ones with an earshot. Esme will not so subtly lean towards the group, towards Oliver and Lily. And I, I don't think that's the issue. I think they just don't want to talk about it. <sighs> Why do they have to be so difficult? Why wouldn't they want to talk about it? Finally, after a minute, a younger Hispanic guy who looks actually like he might be relatively new to the camp. His clothing is not quite as filthy or tattered. Um, It's still not in the best shape, but his shoes are very intact. He kind of snaps his fingers a few times and points towards the little low rise hill to the left. Yeah, to the left of where you guys came into the camp. Maybe we should go there. Is the so he points? Does he start walking that direction? No, he does not. He just points and then goes back to reading the book he was reading. That direction, then does do I get any reaction from him? Yeah, he nods, not looking at you guys, still looking at his book, but he nods. Thank you. That's that's very kind of you. Right, right. Let's go. So you go towards the hill. You go up the hill, and as you crest the hill, there's a small depression. And it looks like there's a couple of paths along the other side of the hill. And you see a few more tents, a sort of a makeshift bench and picnic table, you know, milk crates, cinder blocks, planks of wood. And there's this one tent that people are pointedly avoiding. Looks like an old sort of Coleman tent, maybe a two-person tent, but it's got a couple blankets tossed on top of it, floral patterns, pink stripes, but people are pointedly avoiding it and there's no one standing outside of it or sitting outside of it. Esme will go over. Is the tent door itself open? Oh yeah. The flap is open. So as I'm approaching it, kind of trying to peer in and see if anybody's inside. There's a sleeping bag there and you see hair sticking out of the top of it. Like someone sort of scrunched themselves into the sleeping bag as much as they could, but their hair is still sticking out a little bit and it's long blonde hair. Does that match Claire? I don't recall if you ever got a description of her. She's been to the women's shelter several times. I believe Esme actually saw her before. Regardless, um, Esme will... I'll I'll give it to you. Yeah, the the hair does kind (laughs) of ping your memory a little bit. Okay. Um, Esme will stop, stop right in front of the tent and her first instinct is to knock, but she ends up just taking one of the tent pegs and kind of shaking it a little bit and going, Claire? No response. Claire Phillips? No response. Ms. will bend down and tentatively put a hand on what she thinks is the person's shoulder, just lightly nudge them. Hello? No response. And that's when she looks back to the other two. What seems to be the problem? There's no response. I suppose we should let ourselves in. It's a two-person tent. Yeah. Esme shrugs and she'll pull back the sleeping bag, trying to get it to unzip a bit so that maybe she could see the person's face. The sleeping bag unzips very easily as you pull it back. And you see Claire, eyes wide open and empty. She is quite clearly dead. Oh, no. Oh, this is... Unfortunate. 
What do we do now? Can I uh, try to find out um, how she died? I do have some medicine knowledge. I'm not sure whether my law of awakening might be a better um, approach. I don't think it is because it doesn't really have that power. But I just would like to find out um, yeah, how she died. Roll intelligence plus medicine. Okay. Uh, we'll do difficulty seven. I have two successes. Okay. So I imagine Oliver like kneels down, unzips the sleeping bag further and starts looking for wounds. You don't see any wounds, but you do find a small baggie with a couple of pills in it. Um, there's a bottle of a half consumed bottle of water. You know, given the pills a closer look, you recognize them as sleeping pills. I believe this is Claire, you said? Yeah, it is. I believe she ended her life herself. Why would she do that? Because her boy went missing. Turns around to see the person standing behind them. There's a gentleman. He looks to be about 40 or so. His face is fairly weathered. He's wearing an old Buffalo Bills jacket. Looks like it was made sometime in the early 90s. He's got a Buffalo Bills baseball cap on. And he's standing there in a pair of blue jeans with a gray New York Yankees sweatshirt on underneath the jacket. Her boy went missing. She couldn't take it. When something goes missing, you look for it. You don't kill yourself. What do you think she did? She looked for weeks. What time of year is it again? It's January. It's winter. Oh, oh, okay. So, you know, Merry fucking Christmas for her. Did you know Claire well? Of course I knew her well. Well, if you tell us some more about what was maybe going on, we might have some food for you. Ah, so that's your game, is it? We are looking for information, yes. But we're not here to play games. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With your dusty ass wings looking for information, not trying to play games. You filthy, rotten scraps of souls, whatever the fuck you call yourselves. I don't have a soul. Don't lie to me. You're all rotten from within. No better than the goddamn mayor or that police chief or any of them other sons of bitches. Coming down here, fake ass, charity work. What you got in that bag, huh? Like government candy? Kind of with them mind control drugs in it? No, it's simply barbecue. It's quite delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecued people, I bet. This may will look at the other two very confused. Do they actually do that? Uh, I just... Never mind. You know, I don't think so. Hmm. Clearly, you have some skepticism, sir. But the food is good. It's a little bit cold. We don't want anything except for what was Claire up to in the last several weeks. He starts speaking in a different language. Still in the same sort of cadence and ranting tone but none of you really understand it cool uh well i have to translate demon ability from the lore of humanity so i'm just gonna use it go for it let me roll it i believe it's difficulty six manipulation plus empathy okay five successes (laughs) nice so you understand what he's saying and it goes a little something like this I see for what you really are, you fucking tainted-ass shits. I want nothing to do with you. You better get the fuck out of here. Ain't none of us want to go down into that pit with you. Be gone. 
Lily starts talking in the same language, saying, well, that's very rude of you. Look, tell us what we want to know, and we'll be out of your hair. No time. You ain't never going to be out of our hair. This whole goddamn mess is your fault. No, it's not. How is it not your fault? You're the ones that didn't follow the fucking plan. Maybe the plan was fucking stupid. Maybe the plan was working, just not at your pace. Well, maybe it needed to be sped up. Sure shit didn't. Now look what happened. That's because we were betrayed. Now you were the traitors. No, you were traitors to humanity. (laughs) Can't burn a candle from both ends and expect it not to die faster. Well, at least the candle was lit. Before it was done being me, just stupid shit. Well, maybe someone should have been better and informed everyone what the plan actually was. There was a lot of talk about a plan, but, you know, no one actually knew what the plan was except for a very, very few, well, I wouldn't really call them people, and by few I mean one, bastard, and Lily spits on the ground. You ever stop to think there may have been a reason for that? Oh, we did lots of thinking. What we did wasn't easy, but I know it was the right choice. Yeah, well, look where it got the rest of us. Tough luck. <laughs> so you're going to help us or not? Give me that barbecue. You going to help us or not? Give me that barbecue and I'll take it under consideration. Lily will sort of gesture towards Esme to give her the barbecue. Uh, so what's going on here? Lily still mumbles in that language, something like, don't worry, I've got this. I don't understand. Uh, she's, oh, sorry. Uh, don't worry. We've got this handled. Um, okay. Okay. And trusting Lily, she'll just take out one of the packages and hand it to the person. Good enough. So what do you want to know? Well, everything. He switches back to English. That's a tall order. I know everything. Look where it got me. Do you really know everything? Yes. Well, if you did know everything, you'd. there's only one person that knows everything, because if you know everything, you can do anything. Well, I know everything that can be known right now. And it fucking eats me on a goddamn daily basis. So hurry this shit so you up. you don't know everything. Anyway. Esme, what do we want to know? He stuffs a piece of cornbread in his mouth. Well, largely we wanted to tell Claire that her son had been found. Unfortunately, he's passed away as well. Yep, walled up in that church, I expect. Esme's taking quite a back. How did you know about that? I told you, I know everything. If... He kind of squints at Esme for a second. Squints at Oliver for a second. Let's cut to the chase. And then he squints at Lily for a second. You know that this has rewritten fate. And that dragged us here. No, what we want to know is why. (laughs) (sighs) Why? That's a great question. I ask myself that question all the time. Why? Here I thought you knew everything. Why this thing? Why did this happen? Why am I here? Why did I read that goddamn tablet? Well... Here's what I think you guys should do. You should go talk to the rabbi. But don't you know everything? Doesn't mean I want to share it. Doesn't mean you understand it. 
Doesn't mean having the ability to know everything doesn't fucking break you on the inside and turn your mind into mush. Yeah, that's inconvenient. Yeah, now if you excuse me, I need to go feed my bicycle. You could just eat barbecue. Yes, that too. But what rabbi? Gelt. Rabbi Gelt. And he starts to just wander off, stuffing his face with the barbecue. Are we just playing a weird game for Tizenia? Running around talking to people? I have no idea who this person is. But he seems seems really messed up because two people are dead already. (sighs) I have no idea what we're doing as of. No idea. I'm going to be honest, this, this is tiresome. All these people who claim to know everything, but don't give you a straight answer. The truth is very complicated, and maybe there just isn't a straight answer for it. Well, I don't need a straight answer, but I do need an answer. And so far, all we've gotten is more questions. Let's see if this rabbi gives us answers, or if he'll be the same as the rest. Uh, do we do something with Claire? I think normally you would call an ambulance, but I'm not sure if it's needed anymore. I'm not even sure if they'd go here. Oh, yeah, there's no road here. I suppose I'll give them a call. Mm. Is there a pain phone nearby or something where I could like, call an ambulance? Nope. Cool. I'll just call it later. I'll also let Ruth know that we found her and what has happened. Be- before we leave, was there anything else in Claire's tent that might have proven a little bit more insightful? Yes. She has a diary. Okay. It's a tattered, well-worn composition notebook, wide-ruled, one of the black and white ones. Excellent. Looks like there's. A, she has a couple of different pens. There's a pink one, a green one, a blue one, a red one. All right. Then uh, before we, we leave, Esme will drop the rest of the barbecue just kind of unceremoniously on the ground and grab the notebook and the pens. And as you guys leave, oddly enough, no one goes near the tent, despite the fact that there's food in it. I feel like you're giving me a hint, but I just don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> if you would like to do an intelligence plus streetwise role. Meanwhile, can I use my find the faithful um, ability of the law of awakening to locate the rabbi? Or do I need more of them? Oh, I have uh, the subject's mundane name, and I think that's difficulty eight. If I have the celestial name, it's seven. If I have the true name, it's six. But it works on mortals, so I'm confused. I'm sorry, what was the difficulty on that streetwise roll? Uh, we'll do six. Wow, well done. You're not entirely sure if it's something involving the stigma around the dead, or maybe it has to do with her personal story as to why she is deceased. But putting food next to a corpse is kind of a weird thing in general. And I'm pretty sure no one's going to want to eat it if it's there for too long. So realizing this, both of you sort of hit on the idea that it might be a good choice to move the food out of the tent somewhere a little more accessible. Okay. And Esme will do just that. She'll go and grab the bag and then just kind of put it in the middle of the walkway and then start headed back towards the car. And Tillman for Oliver. Yeah, do the perception plus awareness difficulty eight since you have a name. Two successes. 
You okay? So it's just barely within your ability to sense, based on your faith score. You get a vague impression of an area to your east, a wooded area, and you can sort of navigate by that effectively. Right. So I think Oliver would have spent some time, like uh, zoning out, pulling some. Uh, faith in and trying to see what's around him and then just points in a general direction i have a i've caught a glimpse of that rabbi it's a good thing we have a name of his yes names are powerful things you He's know in a wooded area i'm not yet sure what we have to look for but This is the feeling that I got from him. Far away, though. Almost out of reach for me. Hmm. That will make fighting him difficult. Shall we drive in that direction? I suppose we can yeah, ask we some other people as well, if we find him. True. I'm not sure if the rabbi is... Uh, Maybe he's an important person. I don't know if he's an actual rabbi. Or I remember Lily's thoughts about this, or if he's a, or if it's some sort of moniker. Was Lily Jewish? No, not really. She wasn't really that religious, I think. Okay. And she's got, you know, reaching into Lily, Lily's mind, her memories, nothing really comes to the fore. Well, there might be something in Claire's notebook about this. Why don't we take some time to look through it? Maybe guilt will be mentioned. Sure, you look through it, and I'll try to remember if I know any of my Jewish contacts. Maybe they'd know. I will do the, the phone calls. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by, we hope to see you there.